Hey all you cool fishing guppies, welcome to episode 7 of Disney Channel Original Newbies. Today we are going to talk about the 13th year, and I am Joanna. And I am Sam as usual. How's it going, Sam? You know what? It's going pretty well. How's it going with you? Um, Also pretty well. Would you mind if I kicked off our conversation with a review that I found on IMDb. That's totally fine with me. All right. I am not going to read the entire review. This was posted by Katie underscore B88 in 2003. Good year. The title of the review is Good for Mermaid Fans Not Seeking Porn. And it reads, a friend sent me this movie because we both like mermaids. I thought it would suck but I loved it. If there are any mermaid fans out there, you know how hard it can be to find mermaid videos without any porn. You know what? I totally agree with her. When's the last time we watched a mermaid video together without any porn in it? You know, I can't remember. I cannot remember. I would say at least the last five we've watched have some sort of full penetration in them. And it's interesting how they interpret the penetration because typically, you know, mermaids are fish from the waist down. Right. The the little sperms coming out of the male mermaid (laughs) go down into the water and then penetrate the eggs that were laid by the female mermaid. And then do you remember that one where they had like a a praying mantis type spin where the, uh, the female ripped the male's head off? It just bit off the entire human part of the body. Yeah, it was great. I loved oh, it. you liked that? Oh, that was the best part. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't like that one as much. I don't like the gore. <laughs> I can see that. You're, you are a very delicate human. I'm agoraphobic. Mm-hmm. I don't think that means. <laughs> Do you know what that means? Agoraphobic? It definitely doesn't mean afraid of gore. I think it's a word, though. Yeah. Maybe it's afraid of Al Gore. Probably. It's a fear of an inconvenient truth. <laughs> Being afraid of climate change? Yes. I don't want things Which to change. Which is a valid fear. You have to live in San Francisco, so it's already, it's always <laughs> the same temperature. Until it's not, and then it's uh, then it's really going to get scary. Frosts. Yeah, no, you're right. Absolutely right. All right, so good conversation. What's the next movie we're watching? The next movie is, um, yeah, so any more reviews, or is that the one? That's the only one I want to read. All right, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. I'll agree with you there. Um, as you said, we're doing the 13th year, which we told you the last episode is about a bar mitzvah. It came out in 1999, which I think is the same year as the other movies we previously just did, right? I think the last few were all 1999. Yeah, 1999 uh, was a seemingly a big year for Disney Channel original movies. Good for them, to be honest. I mean, it was right before the millennium, so they're like, the world's going to end anyway. We might as well get all these movies out. Yeah, they were just so full of ideas, and they had to release them into the world. And this movie opens up. Oh, and by the way, we watched this movie about a week ago, so we apologize for any lapses in memorable scenes here, but we'll see. Well, that it'll be a testament to just how memorable were they. Oh, so memorable. Don't get me started. It opens up with a mermaid swimming around. It seems like kind of like a hectic situation. It's not really clear whether or not she's in danger, but it kind of seems that way. And she's also holding a child. I kind of thought that she was just, you know, swimming around with her her, her uh, young 
mer offspring as mermaids do. Right. That's usually how the porn starts. That's a little creepy. <laughs> well, you know, it's a dropping off of the babysitter situation. Oh, okay. Yeah. Naturally. <laughs> oh, you know that porn when, <laughs> when, when, they when drop the mother's the- dropping their son <laughs> off at the babysitter. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why I went on your computer before it auto-filled Pornhub <laughs> dropping off baby at babysitter? Yeah. What'd you, what'd you think I was? I thought someone hacked you. No, all me. Okay. 100%. <laughs> That's good to hear. Anyway, so she's slipping around with her baby as mermaids do. And I thought that while she was swimming, like this was her equivalent of just taking the baby out for a stroll. Oh, okay, yeah. Because her face didn't seem like she was in danger at all. Right. No, I thought she was just like, you know what? I'm going to go for a swim with the baby, get some uh, fresh seawater, and uh, get out of the cave or wherever she lives for a while. And then while they were out for their swim, that's when she notices that um, a fisherman has spotted her and has started to track her. And what was the most memorable thing about this fisherman? Um, Well, first he was sleeping and he's like, I got something big and he startles awake. Uh, And also he was like very intense. Anything about his attire that stuck out to you? He's wearing a hat. I don't remember much else. So (laughs) all I could think about was he's wearing a red hat with white lettering on the oh, front no. and that's all i could think about was that he was wearing a maga hat and i was like oh okay they kind of ma- i guess that's fisherman whatever and i was like wait this movie came out so long ago there's no way that has any relevance to this do you think he saw this movie and that's how he got the idea for the fashion tips for those hats almost certainly he probably loves this movie can you blame him no Oh, of course not. It's, this is uh, I'm surprised more people don't talk about this movie. Did you know that the main actor in this movie had never acted in anything before this movie? That is so not surprising. Did you think he was bad? I didn't think he was great. I would say bad is a strong word. He wasn't bad, but he was not a very good actor. He was an okay actor. He was like lead in the high school drama actor okay yeah i could see that mm-hmm. that's that's about the range i would say he had yeah and we'll get to him he's not in the movie yet or at least his well, ca- his actor is not in the movie yet so now that we have the uh the mom is swimming and just realizes that uh, she's being tracked by the fisherman he also says when he's tracking her that i swear this fish was half human which is a very weird sentence to say hilarious like, he clearly knows what mermaids are. So wouldn't he just been like, is that a mermaid? One would think. But I think at this point, I mean, he doesn't know it's a mermaid. He just thinks it's a really big fish. And that the fish is maneuvering to get away from him in a intelligent way. Yes. So I thought that's what he meant. And then while getting away, the mermaid takes the baby, the completely human looking baby, without any fish parts and puts it in a basket on a boat. Now, my question was, why didn't she just dive deeper to get away from the fisherman? 
I totally agree. I wonder if it has something to do with because he's still a human baby, presumably. Maybe he can't breathe as well underwater. I don't know. He seemed to be doing fine. Maybe only for certain amounts of time. I'm not entirely sure. Or maybe she thought, oh, he's going to get me. Let me just make sure we split up. So if he gets one of us, he's not going to get both of us. Yeah, but if she had just dove down deeper, she could have just avoided him completely and avoided the net. Yeah, certainly possible. And then that would have been the end of the movie. And the mother would have happily oh, swam no. away with her son. I know I know why she couldn't have done that. Plot? Yes. Ah. The movie would have been too short. Gotcha. So it's a good thing she didn't do that. It could have just been all chase scenes. It basically would have been the Fast and the Furious, except a mermaid in the water. Has there been a Fast and Furious scene underwater? There must have been, right? With like submarines or something? I don't think so. I feel like they're pretty dedicated to cars. Aren't they going to like space next movie? There's like an airplane scene in one of them. They drive through skyscrapers. Yeah, drive through skyscrapers. Right, but the airplane. That's true. I don't know. Well, all right. After all of the Disney Channel original movies, we will watch all of the Fast and the Furious movies. All 20 of them. Well, there's going to be at least 50 by the time we're done with Disney Channel. So she drops her baby in the basket, and we see Uncle Joey from Full House and a woman, presumably his wife, who find the baby on their boat. And they're kind of chill about it. Extremely chill. Yeah. They're just like, oh, we're out in the middle of the ocean. What's that noise? It's a baby. What? It's a baby? Let's keep it. That's fine. And it's not, and we don't know until way later in the movie if they, like, even reported the child found or anything. Spoiler, they did. It seems like they just took the baby home, and it went to close to 13 years later. Oh, wait, the baby was born that day? I think they just decided that that's his 13th birthday, probably because that's the day that they They found found him. him. They acquired him. Because he seemed, I don't know anything about babies, but he seemed larger than... A newborn. But he was certainly a few months old. Yeah, that's a good estimate, I would say. Definitely less than a year old. Do you think they like cut one of the legs open to see and count the rings of how many months old he was? Almost certainly. That's, oh, okay. That's how people determine how old babies are. And we'll get to that part later in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uncle Joey and his wife take the baby. And it cuts to 13 years later, where there's a child named Cody. Before cutting to first oh, I'm sorry. to uh, 13 years later. Um, so the mama mermaid sees Uncle Joey and his wife walking along the beach with her baby. And she doesn't really look upset. She's just staring at them. Like, she doesn't do anything to try to get the baby back. She is the most laid back mermaid i've ever seen she doesn't care about much she just doesn't want to get killed by the fisherman and besides that that's really it that's all she cares about in life she literally just stares at them she never even changes facial expression i don't think the entire movie no she, she just, just has like a little face. like a little grin and that's about it i mean you think she would have at least like waved her arms and been like that's my baby that's my boy yeah literally that's my boy Give him back. But nope, not at all. Yeah. At least swim a little closer. Maybe 
say something. She doesn't talk at all. Of course not. She just has expressive eyes. I would say dead eyes. I would say the opposite of that. A very, very dead eye. Deadly expressive eyes. (laughs) If you put it that way. Can I cut forward now? Yes. Okay. Permission to cut forward? Granted. Thank you. There is a child named Cody, and he's on a, seems like a a tour boat, I would say. Yeah. Because when uh, they were talking in the scene where they found the baby in the basket, they were, I think, talking about opening a a boat company. Oh, I don't remember that. A tour company. Certainly possible. Some sort of business. And here we are 13 years later with said business. So it's Uncle Joey, his wife. What's the wife's name? Do you recall? I don't know. Mom. Okay. Uncle Joey, mom, and... Not mom. Human mom. And Cody, who we presume is the child that the mermaid dropped off. Although they don't really say it explicitly at this point, but it's very, very clear that that's him. Yes. I think that's the magic of film. And he is late for a swim meet, and because he's so late and misses the ferry, he dr- he swims across a large body of water to get toward his swim meet. He Well, he swims to the ferry. He right. just swims to catch up to the ferry. He doesn't swim across the whole body of water. Does he go on the ferry? Yeah. I don't remember that. He uh, swims, catches up to the ferry. Well, he swims faster than a ferry. He does. But he's still only the second best swimmer on his team. So think about that. Exactly. That's 100% what I was thinking as well. So they go to the swim meet. Uh, the, <laughs> the coach, Cody's coach of the swim meet, mind you, they're in middle school. His coach is in a full suit for the swim meet. Is that a normal thing for a swim coach? I don't think so. But maybe he's, you know, gunning for a promotion. He wants that high school team. He seems like he's very happy with his current position, I would say. I would say he's just really intense. Extremely he intense. would be more than happy to be intense with high school swimmers. That sounded weird. He would be more than happy to be intense as the high school coach. <laughs> yes, I agree. Oh, and also we forgot to mention that when he swims to the ferry, he's wearing like cutoff jeans and Tims. Tims are basically flippers. They make you go faster. I should try those out. Yeah. Maybe they'll help me not die when I go swimming. Yeah. Oh, fun fact. Sam cannot swim. Well, that's not fair. I could pretty much not die swimming, but that's about it. Sam can't swim. (laughs) You're not wrong. (laughs) And he gets to the swim meet and he goes up about to dive off the board and he's still swimming. He's still wearing the Tims. Yeah. He took his, he was wearing his, uh, his he took his pants suit. off. Yeah, he was wearing his bathing suit under his shorts. So he somehow took his shorts sh- off before taking the boots mm-hmm. off. Yeah, the baggy pants. Oh, and everyone was super concerned. Like, where is Cody? Why isn't Cody here? Has anyone seen Cody? It was very dramatic. Yeah, they all love him, except for one kid. But also, he was kind of friends with him, so it seems like most people just like him. Yeah, well, they did mention at one point that he is one of the most popular kids in school. Of course. He wears boots when swimming. I gotta try it out. (laughs) (laughs) So they swim. Uh, Cody is eventually comes in second place. His frenemy, I would say. I think his name is Sean. Yes. Yeah, Sean. And frenemy is a really good way to describe their relationship. 
he comes in first place, which he always comes in, and they make it to the state finals, which their coach is very, very, very excited about. I don't know about you, but I don't think we had states in middle school. We definitely had them in high school, but not middle school. Yeah, middle school, you basically just played teams within like, well, I lived in a more dense area. We played teams within like 15 miles, maybe. And that was about it. Yeah. It was not that intense. Yeah. I mean, I guess in high school, yeah, there was, but definitely not for middle school. It'd be ridiculous. Yeah. They also had a really nice pool. Oh, maybe it wasn't in the middle school, though. We're not really sure where the pool was. It could have been shared with the high school. That could have been their school district school. Yeah. No, that's true. We'll figure that in the 14th year, I guess. Fingers crossed. And after the race, there's a girl who Corey, or not Corey, wow, that Cody seemingly likes, but that Sean is also kind of flirting with. Her name is Sam, not to be confused with me, the cooler Sam. And Sam and Cody. Okay, so when we're referring to movie Sam, we'll say the cooler Sam. We'll say girl Sam. I'll be boy Sam. Okay. To to not confuse anyone. (laughs) So Cody and girl Sam start holding hands and they're going to walk home together, which doesn't make any sense because then immediately Cody's parents get there and pick them up. You are forgetting that, one, there was a band playing at their swim meet. And I don't know if you've ever been in to an indoor pool, but it's very echoey. So not really the best place for a band to play. And also, when uh, Cody, Sean, and Sam are chit-chatting after the race, someone falls into the pool Oh yes. with an instrument. And literally no one cares. Well, the tuba kid. Yeah, the tuba kid falls in and the coach is like, oh, my God. Wasn't that Squints? Yeah. All right. So let's talk about Squints real quickly. So Squints. Can we first continue talking about how Squints falls in the pool with a very large instrument and the coach makes no effort to save him when he's drowning? The coach just seems like, oh, my God, what an annoyance. I can't believe this dumb tuba player is dying has, in has front of touched me touched my pool and has l- allowed his dirty body to come in contact with his pristine chlorine in this pool yeah and he clearly doesn't know how to swim and then the coach walks away he leaves him in the pool but our boy cody saves him yeah thank god because no one else was going to and it's the start of a budding relationship between cody and squints not the tuba the the tuba remained in the pool yeah i presume i don't think they show would it float no a no, tuba would not they, float. they show it at the bottom of the pool there's oh, like a right 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 yeah, yeah yeah and squints like oh my tuba <laughs> do we know squints's real name in the movie um john i think his dad's name is john right i thought his dad was big john so he's little john yeah oh man we should have called him <laughs> little john the whole time <laughs> That's such a bummer. We'll, uh, we'll double check. All right. So it's his middle name is John. So I'll give you that. His name is Justin. Oh, Justin John. Yeah. So we're going to call him Squints because he has very large glasses and he looks almost identical to Squints from The Sandlot. Great movie. We used to watch it in middle school 
that was like the uh, the teacher's out. So we're going to watch a movie movie. You'd watch Sandlot? Yeah. That's insane. It's great. I'm trying to think what movies we would. We definitely watched Elf in high school. I think it was always like the last day before Christmas break. We'd watch that. In high school, for some reason, I only remember what we watch in biology. And we would either watch Osmosis Jones or Gattaca. I love Osmosis Jones. It's so great. It's really funny. That's with I, Bill Murray, right? When he's Bill Murray's in real life. Yes. And it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Gattaca, so also great. I've never love seen that Gattaca. In my, I remember in my bio, biology class, we watched The Patriot. You watched The Patriot in biology? Yeah, I've never seen The Patriot before besides in biology class in, I believe it was 10th grade, I want to say. Interesting. I'm going to say at least my biology teacher uh, kept it on on brand. Yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> I, I was very confused when we watched The Patriot, but we did. I mean, it's a good movie. It's also a pretty long movie, too. Yeah, how many class periods did it take? <laughs> at least two to three i would say i don't know if we finished it i think we just watched a chunk of the patriot and that was it so you've only seen most but not all of the patriot i don't even know if it was most to be honest i think i've seen 40 minutes of the patriot <laughs> in like the middle of the patriot we can watch the patriot i think the class and we will also watch gattaca i think the class before us started watching the patriot and then we came into class and it was on the TV and we just watched the patriot for 40 minutes so you have seen 40 minutes of the patriot but the second 40 minutes. <laughs> Maybe? I I couldn't even tell you. I couldn't name you one character in that movie. Uh, I think Heath Ledger is in it. Is he really? I think so. No, you're thinking of 10 Things I Hate About You. Is Mel Gibson in The Patriot? I think... No, you're thinking of Braveheart. <laughs> <laughs> look it up, Joanna. Uh, look it up. According to IMDb, top build cast, Mel Gibson... And Heath Ledger. Who else is in it? Um, Jolie Richardson, um, Jason Isaacs, maybe Chris I'd, Cooper. Maybe I didn't see any scenes with them in it. Um, I mean, Mel Gibson is the main character, and I think Heath Ledger is his son. Did I ever tell you when I watched Top Gun for the first time? I was with you when you watched Top Gun for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> not, not exactly. So the first time I ever watched Top Gun, my friend told me to watch it. I watched it. And I was like 25 minutes in. And I was like, that's so weird that it's starring Tom Cruise and he's not in the movie the first 25 minutes. It's insane. And then I realized I was watching Con Air. Oh, my God. And Tom Cruise never shows up for that movie, which is a real bummer. <laughs> that was rude of him. Should we just stop talking about the movie and just go over movies from 15 to 20 years ago that we sort of like? Uh, Probably. Now, we'll go back to the movie. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. All right. So Sam and Cody are holding hands. They're flirting with each other. And at this part, after Cody saves Squints from the pool, again, he's called Squints because he looks like the character from Sandlot, we find out that Big John is the fisherman that was looking for the mermaid at first, and he is Squint's father. Oh, but right before that big reveal... Um, so before we started watching this movie, you thought that you had not watched it. Yes. But at this point, you had a light bulb moment. I like, did. Oh, I have seen this movie. So we paused it and you told me what you thought you remembered about the movie. Okay. So what and did I, I say? And I wrote it down. You said that you remembered that there is a bathtub scene. 
and you thought that John tries to exploit Cody in some way, uh, but you weren't exactly sure how. Okay. But you knew that, that he wanted to capture Cody. Yes. Um, and you also remembered that the Mama Mermaid shows up at some point. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I guess there wasn't really a bathtub scene. Maybe I was thinking, I mean, we'll get to it later. There was another scene when he was like in a bathtub, I don't think. Uh, well, he was in a pool a lot. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like as the movie went on, I was like, oh, yeah, that. All right. The weird tale thing. Right. Oh, yeah. The, the bar mitzvah. I remember now. I can't even show it. They implied it so heavily, but they didn't show the uh, the reception. It was, uh, it was all the prep. It's too bad. He's practicing his Torah portion. <laughs> and yeah, so we find out that Big John is Squint's father. Uh, the next, I mean, the next few scenes, basically, we find out that Cody's really popular and that he's being paired with Squint, who is very nerdy in some sort of science project where they have to investigate water, sort of, like water creatures. Yes, they, they are in biology class, and they are not watching Osmosis Jones or Gattaca or The Patriot. That's so lame of them to not watch The Patriot in class. This biology teacher clearly doesn't know what she's doing. How dare she? And it's also Cody's birthday the next day, and he invites Squints to come to his birthday. Yeah, but it was a lame invitation. Begrudgingly. Yeah, it was more like, yeah, I guess you can come. Hmm. And at this birthday party, which I pretty much just cut to the birthday party, here the mother we find out is a total freak, and she serves beet cake to all of the guests at the party. Oh, beet cake? I thought they said vegan cake, and I made a note that was like, vegan cake is actually really delicious because it's basically just all chocolate. Well, presumably (laughs) it was vegan also, but I think it was made of beets. Oh. Which is why it was like purplish. Okay, yeah, I missed that. She liked it though; she was into it. Oh, she loved it. She's a total freak. Am I her? Is she me? Would you eat beet cake? Probably. Would you make? Whoa, whoa. Let me redraw I mean, that. I like, I would like you make? Cake. Would you make beet cake for someone's birthday? <laughs> okay, so my immediate thought was like, no, I would make it first and try it. But then I also do this thing all the time where I try new recipes and bring it to people's houses for large gatherings oh for the first time before trying it yeah and i'll just announce like this is a new recipe and i'm trying it for the first time so i might actually do that that's actually not a bad plan because you could always say oh it's my first time making it sorry guys like my bad but if it comes out well you're like oh that's how good i am at making these things yeah i mean last time it worked out pretty well what was the last thing you made first time Vegan strawberry cheesecake, which oh, okay. did not taste like cheesecake, but it was still really good. The one plaint I have about it, I'm sorry to break, to break it to you on this show right now, is there weren't enough beets in it. For you, next time I make it, I will make a vegan beet cheesecake. Can you take a beet from our garden? Yes, I can. Thank you. You're, You're so kind. And right, so there's a beet cake. And we also find out that Cody is now has a big hankering for drinking water all the time. It's Thursday, Thursday, every day of the week. Every second of every day. He's a very thirsty boy. I'm actually getting thirsty talking about this. 
Wish I had some water, but alas. How did that sound in your ear? <laughs> oh my goodness. I can't. No me gusta. <laughs> no, but really, I'm actually thirsty. And here, Sam also kisses Cody, presumably for the first time, and there's a little static shock between the two of them. It was it was a very cute scene. They're super nervous about their first kiss. And Squints finally shows up a little bit late. He gives Cody a present, which ends up being a book, which is your favorite type of present. Mm-hmm. 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. But before that, Sean bullies him so much that he leaves. Sean is a jerk. Yep. And after the birthday, it seems like probably that night, Cody has a dream of swimming around and he kind of sees the outline of a mermaid swimming toward him. Yes, and we know that this is kind of his fading memory of his mermom. Right, it's pretty clear that it's the mom. You don't see her totally clearly, but... Yeah, you just see her... It's heavily implied. Yeah, her hair. And over the next few days, a lot of weird things start happening to Cody, including he shocks his alarm clock when he tries to turn it off. He drinks a box of orange juice, which is... People love just drinking out of the carton in these movies while living with their families. Oh, yeah. This is what what Brink did, eh? He had the chocolate syrup. Yes. Who else drank out of a carton? I think someone in the last... Maybe I'm just thinking of The Sopranos. <laughs> Tony. <laughs> because that happens so much in The Sopranos, and it's always orange juice. Oh, do you think it's because of The Godfather? There's a lot of references to orange in The Godfather. Yeah, Maybe. I just put that together. It's gotta be. I feel like they also drink milk out of the carton. But it could also, it's definitely orange juice more often. Yeah. And I also like that I could say Tony and it can be multiple characters. In The Sopranos? In The Sopranos. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. half the characters are Tony. Yeah. Tony, AJ, Tony B. Any other Tonys? I think those are the three that stand out to me. Because his father wasn't Tony, right? Um, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't so. think so. I'm pretty sure it's not. Because he'd be AJ first and then AJJ. That's how it works, right? And they never show uh, Tony's father in the flashback scenes drinking orange juice. orange juice out of the curtain. It's a shame. So we have the OJ, the boxes like sticking to his hands. And also he's starting to get these little like scaly, little scaly boys on his hand. Yeah, I didn't understand the sticky hands. Like, he's not turning into Spider-Man. He's turning into a merman. Do scales Um, stick to things? I don't know. I don't think so. Maybe it's like an octopus. Maybe, but... Because the shocking is like a... uh, An eel. Right. Which I also thought was kind of a stretch. Yeah, because eels aren't fish. Or are they? No, I don't think they are. They count as fish in Animal Crossing. Oh, so then they definitely are fish. Yeah. <laughs> are there any octopi? They're squid. There's a squid. So that also counts as fish. Yeah. So he's a squid. I haven't encountered Wait, an no, no, octopus no. yet. Maybe he's a starfish because those Ooh. are those stick to things too, right? Yeah, maybe maybe he is. He's just every aquatic animal rolled into one. Yeah, good for him. When you were watching, how often did you start thinking about Zoolander? 
I would say about 0% of the time. How about you? Most of the time. Why? Because of the scene where he's in the in the bar after the mines and Zoolander's commercial comes on and he's a merman. Oh, I totally forgot about that scene. Merman. <laughs> merman. And that's what I thought of the entire movie. That's funny because I only thought of Sandlot the entire movie. Oh, no, I was thinking of Zoolander. That's very funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> After these weird things are happening, Squints, <laughs> Squints and Cody are talking about sea life for their science biology project. And they decide that Squints is going to teach Cody about science, like tutor him in science, while Cody is going to help Squints learn how to swim. And in this scene, all Squints does is just make fun of himself the entire time. Yes, and he also uh, mentions that Plankton are harmless, and so this was definitely pre-Spongebob. Oh, Plankton are the most harmful animal in all of Spongebob, I would say. Yeah, 100%. Who's worse? Mm, Actually, I don't know. Is Mr. Krabs worse, or is Plankton worse? Um, so... Plankton is more evil in the traditional sense. Is he even that evil? He's just trying to get the recipe. Yeah, but he's so destructive. To get the recipe. To do it. Yeah. And Mr. Krabs is, I would say, evil in a more capitalist way. What's the difference between those two things? Um, One is more comic book evil and the other is more real life evil. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. Okay. Yeah, so he he's just constantly squints, is constantly making fun of himself, all sep- self de- self self deprecating deprecating humor, which isn't even that funny. He's just out of nowhere making fun of himself for no reason whatsoever. I think he wanted to seem cool for Cody. I didn't think it made him seem cool whatsoever. It just sucked the entire time he did that. But if you were kind of nerdy in middle school and you were like all right i'm gonna i have to hang out with uh, one of the cool kids what am i gonna do at least i probably would have started making fun of myself a little bit like haha look at me i'm such a nerd yeah i mean i guess it's kind of like the the bigger guy with the sense of humor kind of situation where they just make fun of themselves and yes yeah. exactly okay all right maybe i think it's a middle school thing to do and in this scene, also, Squints invites Cody over for s'mores, which, again, is very much like Sandlot in that they make s'mores and make a big deal of the word s'mores in Sandlot. I'll have some more, please. S'more what? S'more. You, you haven't s'mores. had it yet. All I wrote down about that scene is that s'mores are delicious. I've had a s'more in... At least five years, I would say. Really? I can't remember ever. I can't even remember the last time I had one. Can you? Um, uh, not last year. I think the the year before, I had s'mores. I went over to a friend's house and we had uh, an outdoor movie night and we made s'mores and I used Reese's. Oh, I think you told me about that, but I haven't done that before. Ten out of ten. It's the only way to have s'mores. Did you Reese's. did you use the Reese's pieces that were invented in the nineteen nineties? <laughs> Like you said in the first episode. <laughs> Clearly. And I mean, I mean, this is pretty obvious anyway, but we find out here that Big John, who Squints' 
dad is obsessed with mermaids. And at one point he says something about a cuttlefish that looked like Regis. Do you remember that scene? Yes. And I uh, made a note to look up cuttlefish. They're disgusting. They are. They're almost as disgusting as like blobfish. At least blobfish are comically disgusting. These are just freaky disgusting. Yeah, the blobfish are the ones that look like uh, Ted Cruz. Again, they just refer to Cody loving water. And he tries to go to his parents and says, hey, something's wrong with me. I'm obsessed with water, stuff sticking to my hands, and they just don't believe him. I think mainly because his mom doesn't really believe in doctors. She's definitely an anti-vaxxer. I also wrote down that she's an anti-vaxxer. 100%. She's anti-medicine. She's anti-real cake. You know, she's really against that stuff. She's, uh, she's a little too intense. I also, throughout the movie, really liked the mom's outfits. I didn't realize them. Sorry. I think it means I'm old. Because I like what the mom is wearing. So, when I would listen to, or I guess when I would watch Gilmore Girls, when I was younger, I would relate to Rory, because she was a teenager in the movie, in the movie, in the TV show. But watching it within the last few years you kind of relate to Lorelai so much more than Rory and you're like oh is this is this what it's like growing up I have not watched Gilmore Girls recently so now I feel like I need to watch an episode do you remember relating to Rory growing up yeah I did so I mean I didn't uh, watch Gilmore Girls as much as I think you did I just watched it when it was happened to be on yeah and I haven't watched even close to every episode. We'll watch a few episodes. Sounds good. We'll figure it out from there. Although, did they ever mention Jess having a mother? Like, where did he come from? No, they talk about the mom not being in the picture anymore in the show. I'm talking about the movie. The movie? The movie we're talking about. I think you meant Jess from Gilmore Girls. <laughs> Sorry, squints. <laughs> I do. Dude, you, that's so squints funny. Have a mother. <laughs> I was like, they're very upfront about <laughs> Jess's mom not being there. And I thought there was a whole part of this movie that I didn't catch. That's my fault. I don't recall if they mentioned that. I'm assuming she died. But then again, every Disney Channel original movie has some sort of no mother no father divorce kind of situation going on that's true and now you have adoptive parents yeah yeah because i was just thinking like with with big john who had a child with him and how did they produce squints honestly i don't think big john was a bad guy all right let's get into this what do you think about big john I mean, we kind of know that he's not really crazy because we, as the audience, see the mermaid. But I'm just thinking that in the world of this movie, people do think he's crazy. Oh, yeah. So some background. The other fishermen there, he always talks about seeing mermaids and how mermaids are real and stuff like that. And all the other fishermen and people around him think he's crazy because they think mermaids aren't real. He's just seeing things. He's lying. He's bragging about things. So his real life mission at this point is to get a mermaid just to prove to everyone else that mermaids are real and that he's become obsessed by it. 
and this obsession would have started around 13 years ago, which is also when Squints would have been conceived because he's 13. What's the backstory of that relationship? See, I don't I don't think he was like an unreasonable person or like a bad guy or like someone couldn't love him or anything like that. Squint seemed to be kind of terrified of him. He's like, oh, we can't be in here. Can't let my dad find out. I think it was just his dad's stuff. And he was worried about rummaging through his dad's stuff. He seemed very scared. But I think also at that point, Squint's... Oh, he didn't really think that he was a mermaid at that point, right? Right. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think there was some sort of uh, hesitation on Squint's part to go through his dad's stuff. But I don't think it was anything like totally abnormal. Okay, I guess I was getting different vibes. I think she's a normal teenage kid, a teenage nerd. Not, and his dad's pretty big, so I don't know. All right, we'll leave it there. All right. And after this, I mean, there's not really much going on the next few times. Finally, Cody hangs out with Sam for the first time in seemingly weeks, maybe. And they, when they touch each other, her hair goes up because it just shows that his static electricity is an issue. Yes, his very strange static electricity that doesn't have to do with being a fish. I think soon thereafter is when he is stuck to his wall and climbs up on the ceiling and his parents find him stuck to the ceiling and they're like, okay, maybe something is going on. And they have a doctor come over to diagnose him finally. And they di- the doctor diagnoses the child who is stuck to the ceiling of his room with puberty. Did you experience um, static electricity and Spider-Man-esque abilities when you were going through puberty? No, it's the dumb. It's the dumbest scene in this movie. Because none of that stuff happened to me until I was at least 18 years old. Yeah, that happens when you become a citizen. And, and you're he was injected thir- with the serum. And he was 13. And they diagnosed him with that. That's ridiculous. Yeah, he can't. he's not old enough to get the serum. Ridiculous. Ugh. totally took me out of the movie i couldn't believe it (laughs) but really in this movie about a boy turning into a mermaid that was the least believable part 100 percent. and it's also the part where there's a poster on the back of his door that's blurred out what was what could that have possibly have been i'm very curious now it seemed like there was like an american flag so the only thing i could think of is like the world trade center or something and it was before 9-11 and they blurted out post 9-11 like how they do in like this again the sopranos when they took out that scene from the opening credits i don't know yeah but i feel like adjusting the opening credits of a show is different than blurring out a poster it's very bizarre i tried to do some research into it people also saw that was blurred out but they didn't really know what it was maybe one day we'll find out we'll know the truth We'll get an original copy of the movie. <laughs> yeah, and then the next bunch of scenes are just Cody and Squints hanging out. And Squints trying to find out what's going on with Cody. Squints talks to his dad about mermaids. And his dad's excited to talk to him about mermaids. So some father-son bonding at that point to show that he's not an animal. At some point, they make a Star Wars joke, which is even better now because Disney has acquired Star Wars. What was the Star Wars joke? I don't remember that. I don't remember either. I just wrote a note that said Star Wars joke on okay. Disney. That works. Yeah. <laughs> and so I have a quick question for you. So in this scene, so they 
pretty much diagnose him, Squints does, of him being a mermaid. And they call him a merman. merman. Do you think that instead of merman, it should be mer-butler? Why? Instead of mermaid? <laughs> um, I think it should be mer-manservant. Do you think manservant <laughs> is the male version of a maid? <laughs> I just like how it sounds. <laughs> okay, no, that's fair. Uh, Cody talks to his parents about wanting to find his birth parents and shows them the scales. And they finally believe him at this point because they see, like, well, they, they kind of believe him when he was on the ceiling, but they also see the scales on his arms and, like, fins and stuff like that. And they tell him about how they found him on the boat. And this is where it's revealed that they were actually responsible. And they reported a missing child, and they waited for someone to claim him, and no one did. Do you think that's how it works? If you find a child, you get to keep it if no one else claims the child? I don't think so. I mean... I think it just go to, like, social services care. or something. Yeah. Unless, like, maybe they have an option to foster. I don't know. Or adopt. Maybe. I don't know. There's also no record of the child. Right. So, so that makes it more difficult. Yeah. And they were probably like, oh, yeah, we'll take care of this child until the parents come forward. And then the parents didn't come forward. And they were like, well, it's ours now. Yeah. Let's fill out these forms. Done. <laughs> the one thing I did like about this scene is that, they, well, first they tell him to avoid water and that he can't go to the state finals. And then he goes into his room and tries to eat fish food, which he does not like. That was pretty great. I mean, it, I kind of... I get where he's coming from. It was so funny. 13-year-old boy turning into a fish. He's like, have you ever had Have you ever had any animal food or tried it? No. Have you? Yeah, I tried. We had these things called yogis. It was like hamster food. We had hamsters. And it was like a yogurt kind of food. And it tasted totally fine. I would have one again. Are you part hamster? Maybe. <laughs> It was actually good, though. I'll is, have to look it up. Is that why you really like drinking water bottles from uh, hanging above you? <laughs> I have you hold <laughs> water bottles above my head so I can suckle off of them. <laughs> I also sleep in a little mound of, of of wood shavings. This is making so much sense now. Okay, if you didn't notice before. Well, I noticed. I just thought it was a like a weird tick. That's fair. And we have another Brink-esque scene here where Cody goes to the stairway to, like, walk downstairs, and he hears his parents talking in the kitchen or one other room. I don't remember what room it was, which is the same thing as Brink. And I think there was another movie where one of the kids uh, comes Halloween downstairs. Town. Yeah, and they hear their parents or adults talking, and they overhear the conversation. And I think, is this when he goes into the water... He goes to the beach, I think, is the next thing. He goes to the beach, and then he starts swimming around. And right, the mermaid sees him. Yeah. Oh, he also says this line about swimming, that it's his only way to fight back. And I'm wondering first, what exactly are you fighting against? Capitalism. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Next question. Problem solved. Um, I thought... If you're fighting back against becoming a mermaid, wouldn't the way to fight that be to not swim? Do you think if he never went into the water, he'd be fine? 
that's what it seemed like. That's what, at least, that's what he was told. How do you shower? That was my question that kept going through my head. Carefully. How do you ever wash his hands or do anything like that? It seemed like it was if he was fully immersed in water. So, I mean, showering, probably out. But wiping off with a washcloth, okay. Washing hands, okay. Okay, yeah, that's possible. Yeah, I think at this point, it's when he goes to the beach. He, again, like I said, the mermaid sees him. And he starts swimming. And he, like, rockets into the air from the water. Like, six feet in the sky. Oh, yeah, he's reverse diving. It's very funny. And then he starts cheering, I think. Well, he's overcome with joy at being able to propel himself six feet in the air. And by doing such, he goes back on the land and now he has like these huge, are they fins on the sides of his arms? Yeah. Yeah, he has these huge razor sharp fins on his arms at this point, which doesn't even make any sense because do mermaids have fins on their arms? Um, I think it depends on which illustrator you you look at. Like in The Little Mermaid, they don't. Right. But in other movies, they do. Oh, okay. Yeah, and other illustrations. And I think it makes sense to have fins on their arms because then it would make it easier to swim. I'm kind of curious what the fins do if you're just like still waving your arms back anyway to swim. Um, maybe if you knew how to swim, you'd understand better. <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> and this is when Sam, girl Sam, shows up, and he, Cody tells her to go away because she doesn't want he doesn't want her to see him with the fins, and she's very upset about it, and she storms off. I think he could have un- handled the situation better because he's basically like, "I have a secret, and I can't tell you." Bye. I mean, I understand that he didn't want to show her his fins right now, but he could have been a little bit more sensitive. Understandably. Mm-hmm. And now we have the big state meet. Were you excited for this scene? Mildly. You were that excited? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. You seem pretty excited right now, too. I can barely contain my excitement. Just by thinking about it? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> And I mean, who really cares? We know what's what's going to happen. Cody is event is missing at first because he because that's is, how he lives his life. Be- well, we have another Brink scene here. Mm-hmm. Cody is in bed pretending that he's not going to go to the meet because his parents are going to let him go in the water. <laughs> he has the black lung. I don't think he, he doesn't even pretend to be sick. He's just like, no, I'm not going. To, I'm not going in. Let me just lay in bed. Yeah, and chill and then here. They close the door, and he's like, psych. And then he's fully dressed and gets his stuff together and he goes out the window and uh, he goes to the meet. And he swims really, really fast. Oh, and also Squint tries to stop him also from swimming. Yes, he he's does. At, he's at the meet also. Yeah, because he's in the, the band that's and so playing Big, at the meet. Big John's also at the meet. Yeah. Big John is there to watch Squints. Big John is a great parent. We don't see enough of him to designate him as a great parent. Big John is at more swimming events to watch his son play instruments than Cody's parents go to any of his swimming events. Well, in Cody's parents' defense, he wasn't supposed to be at this one. But the first one, they didn't show up because they were working. They made him swim to his own meet. That was the warm-up. 
That was no, that was an event. That was like an actual. Yeah, they made, no, they made him swim uh, to his meet as the warm up, and they also just didn't watch him as the warm up as well, right? <laughs> to prepare him for disappointments in his life. I mean, they saved him when he was an orphan, so you yeah, know, parenting points fair. there. Okay, no, you're right. Plus two points, and so Cody swims. His fins pop up, and. Oh, Sean and Big John, I think, are the only two people that see his fins in this. Does Sean even see it? Because it's kind of implied that he does, but then he's kind of asking what's going on. So it seems like he doesn't see it. Maybe, but he thinks. Oh, and Squint Squint sees them, too. Squint sees them, right. Um, Sean, he thinks something is up. He definitely thinks, like, Cody did something. Like, did he take steroids? I think he's we a were... sore loser, is what he is. Yeah, but he's definitely, uh, he knows that something is up with Cody. And he's also right. Yeah, he is right. <laughs> 100%. So Cody wins the race by a ton, and he's on, like, the Jumbotron, which is how Big John presumably... No, he has his binoculars. Oh, right, right. He zooms in yeah. and sees that he has the fins. And yeah. he's like, whoa, what's going on with that? Cody swam so fast he broke the state record. And Sean chases him into the locker room and kind of questions him about what's going on. While, yeah. while he Cody hangs from the ceiling. Yes. Oh, and also the scoreboard explodes. I forgot to mention that. Oh, because Cody's in the pool and his static electricity power goes off. Yes. Yeah. It's funny because when I he stopped before he even touched the buzzer, I was like, "Oh, he's gonna electrocute mm-hmm. everything," and it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, maybe that was a different movie." And then, like a second later, it happens. I was like, "Oh yeah, I knew it." Something that happens. Well, it's a little bit after this. Cody decides that he's he can't go to swim practice anymore. Finally, but they just had the state meet, and states is usually the end of the season. Yeah, presumably that's the end of everything. So why are they still having practice? Why is this even an issue? No idea. Doesn't make any sense. Maybe, I don't know, mid- middle school states is different. And I think right before that is when he goes home and then squinces there with his parents and they're like, oh my God, what is he going to do about this? And then Sam, girl Sam comes over and girl Sam just passes out after seeing that he's a mermaid. Yeah. Understandable. Kind of a weird thing to walk in on. She's very freaked out by it. Yeah, of course she's freaked out by it. I didn't get that part. We're going to have to work on your feelings. Okay, no, yeah. that's cool. <laughs> I think after that, I mean, there's a school scene, but not not really much happens there. And then later on, Cody goes to the beach again, and he sees the mermaid mom in the water. Mm-hmm. Well, his mom, presumably, yes. at that point. Yes, um, Right before this... I had made a note that there was minimal conflict. And like right after I was done writing it, it's when this happens and Big John um, starts going after Cody and Mermom. Yeah. So that's when yeah Big John sees Cody and the mermaid in the water. And he's like, whoa, two for one special. Let's let's get him. And once and now his goal was well, goal the whole time. But now he sees for sure he wasn't going crazy. And that he's going to catch both of them, not yeah. just one. Yeah, he's going to prove that mer people are real. Cody is at, I think they call it the Cove, which is somewhere on the beach. And he's waiting for Sam to show up. Girl Sam, that is. And Girl Sam does show up. 
and they apologize to each other, or Cody apologizes to her, whatever the situation is, they kiss, they make up, and he introduces girl Sam to his mer-mom. We'll call her mer-mom, how's that? Well, I've been calling her mer-mom, so welcome on board. (laughs) It's just a lot easier. (laughs) Which she's not that freaked out about. Yeah. Is this before or after Gwyn's falls in the water? I think this is way before. Because doesn't Squint fall in the water after the dad captures Mermaid? Y- yes. Mermom? Yeah, Mermom. Okay, so we'll, we'll get to that. So they... Cody has his feet are like turning into fins at this point. And Squint's dad, Big John, catches Cody and pulls him onto the boat. Mm-hmm. And Cody's freaking out because he needs to go into the water... But Big John will let him go, and he's just he's trapped very in the boat. Parched. And the mom comes over, and she's trying to help Cody because that's her son. And at this point, Squint's dad catches her in like this net con- contraption that he has. Yeah, and to me, it looked like the net was open on the bottom, but yeah, I didn't really understand that either. So does it drop down and then it just floats up? It didn't make any sense. Yeah, I didn't get it. But we're just going to say, it was a net. Yeah. So she gets caught in the net. He does a really good job. He immediately, within like five minutes, catches both of them. After 13 years, how anticlimactic. And that's when Squint jumps into the water because he's now learned how to swim. And he wants to free Mermom from the net. And he grabs this knife that just happens to be laying around. Why not? Need to cut all knife. Mm-hmm. But then he kind of gets stuck in the net. Yeah, I think he gets caught. His like leg or something gets caught in part of the net. Yeah. After freeing her at first. Right. So he frees her. He gets caught in the net. And then he's like unconscious in the water. Yeah. Which it, I looked it up after the movie is not good. Oh. Yeah. See, oh, I was wow. confused during the movie if that was good or not. But yeah. it turns out it's not good. Huh. Yeah. You didn't know either? Yeah, okay, this is giving a whole other twist. Yeah, it, see, I was happy. I was like, okay, he's good. He's unconscious in the water. He, no, he's sleeping. Yeah. It's fine. He seemed it's very fine. peaceful. Yeah. But unfortunately, it was bad. And this is when Cody... How does Cody get into the water again? Do you I remember? I remember. Whatever. So somehow Cody gets into the water again, and he saves Squints. And in this scene, before he gets saved, all I could think of was... Squid's getting called the net that his father threw into the water mm-hmm. was a boy in the striped pajama situation. In that he's trying, the dad was totally fine with potentially killing Cody, his son's friend. But mm-hmm. once his son got caught in the same trap he was going to use for the son's friend, he was like, What have I done? Pretty much. Where's my boy? Yeah. And this is where. Big John kind of kind of redeems himself in my eyes because he does go and jump in after yes. Squints. Yes. But Cody saves him. I'm pretty sure. Was it I thought it was the mom. The mer mom? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I thought it was Cody. Maybe it's a combination of the two of them. Who yeah. knows? Teamwork Co- makes the well, dream work. Well Cody gets saved. Yeah. And or, uh, just Squints. Yes, I'm gets sorry. Saved. Squints gets saved. Squints is thrown up on the dock where Cody's parents now are with girl Sam and 
in true Sandlot fashion, girl Sam, who Squid seemingly likes, starts giving him CPR via mouth to mouth. I didn't, well, I didn't get that Squint liked girl Sam. Maybe he did. Maybe I just missed that. I think but, after the fact he did. Oh, yeah. Definitely after the fact. Definitely. And also agree that this was straight out of the Sandlot. It was the exact, it, they like even made reference to it basically with how exactly the same it was to the Sandlot. The only difference is that he didn't start making out with her. That would have been a little weird. Just <laughs> boy's Co- girl. Yeah, Cody might not have been on board with that. Yeah. But then CPR doesn't even help him because then Cody just shocks him back to life. Thanks, Cody. You're a hero. And everyone on the dock, which his parents are there, <laughs> Uncle Joey's there. The mom, the real, the adoptive mom is there, whatever her name is, the beat mom, and everyone's there, and they all see the mermom in the water, and Uncle Joey calls her beautiful. That That's all you remember about this? That's the only thing I remember with this whole movie. <laughs> what do you remember? Um, I remember that Cody, his legs are turning into fins, and it's clear that he's not going to be able to live on land because he will have a tail in approximately 30 seconds yes and then adoptive mom is doesn't want to let him go because you know that's her son but then she has a moment where she and mer mom just stare at each other they lock and eyes then, with each other yeah they lock eyes it's meaningful and then human mom is like okay you can go it's fine as long as he's back before school yes that's the one requirement yeah they had a mom code moment. Cody says bye to everyone. Mm-hmm. He jumps into the water. Him and his mother, his mer mother, <laughs> mer mother, that'd be a good one. They hug each other and they shoot into the sky again. As mermaids do. <laughs> <laughs> so bizarre. They're like marlins, basically. And uh, that's the last scene in the movie. Yeah, fade out. But then we do have the credits where there seems to be a custom song made for this movie that's like 30 seconds long at most talking about the events of the movie. So really, we should have just listened to the song and skipped watching the movie. Yes, it would have been much easier. And if I could find a clip of it, I'll play a clip right here of the the ending credits because it's amazing. We were looking at each other during it. We're like, this is not real. I think we were just staring at each other with our mouths hanging open. <laughs> All right. So before we get into some of the questions we want to go over, overall, did you enjoy this movie? Um, Yeah, I think overall I did. I mean, there were times where I was questioning things like before when we were talking about why didn't the mother just dive down deeper to get away from Big John and save his son. So just some minor issues. Yeah, minor issues. But I mean, I thought it was a a fun movie. I thought they did a pretty good job with turning Cody into a merman. 
you know, like putting the scales on him and everything. Yeah, the scales on the hands and the fins look really good, actually. Like, yeah. much better than I expected. Yeah. The only bad effects was when they shoot into the sky from the water. It looked terrible. Yeah, and that was also completely unnecessary. But otherwise, even like the mermom looked totally like believable, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. No, I thought this was a, it was a fun movie. Yeah, I, I also enjoyed it. It was nice. It wasn't too long. I think only once I asked you how far into the movie we are, which is probably a pretty good sign. And I mean, it was enjoyable. It was a little cute movie. Not not nothing like bad like the last few we've watched. Yeah. yeah. It was good. Nothing too gross, which is always good. Definitely good. So I'm glad we both enjoyed it. Yeah, it was fine. It was a fine movie. Agreed. (laughs) All right. So some of the questions that we want to do for this one. So the first is if you had to ship two characters together who would you want to be in a relationship uh cody and sean cody and sean interesting yeah why is that because they're frenemies i would even say by the end of the movie they're enemies so then it's an enemies turned lover kind of scenario you've read way too much fan fiction uh i don't see an issue with that (laughs) okay that's an interesting one i didn't think you were gonna go that way what did you think I was going to say? And then what oh, do you think? I had no idea what you were going to say. Just not that. <laughs> <laughs> my, you haven't read enough fan fiction. <laughs> my shipping would be the Mermom and Big John. Mermom and Big John. Okay, interesting. Because he clearly That's a pretty loves good her. one. He loves That's her. That's a good one. Do you think the Mermom is also squints mom but he just takes after his dad that would be very funny <laughs> if big john's like that's a mermaid oh wait that's <laughs> that's, that's my that's, baby's that's mama. my baby mama <laughs> didn't recognize her sorry <laughs> Did, didn't recognize the tail <laughs> uh. all right you get the next question okay if you could change something about this movie what would you change if i could change one thing it would be I wish we watched The Sandlot instead. Okay, but about this movie. Oh, okay. I think the one thing I would change is I wish there was more scenes like in the school involving him turning into the mermaid instead of just when meets someone whatever. There weren't really many other characters in the movie. There was like yeah. eight characters and that was it. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah. What was yours? I would want Mermom to have a speaking role. I think she doesn't have vocal cords. Why not? Cody has vocal don't cords. Talk. I think once he <laughs> transitions enough in the oh. water, I think they just don't talk anymore, is my guess. I think she can't talk. I think that should be addressed. Because she talks like whales, maybe. Cool. The <laughs> the mark on the computer <laughs> for that sound literally looks like a whale. I did that. I've been practicing. That was very bizarre. But yeah, I think she just can't talk and she just communicates via like looking at people and stuff like that. Which is how she could talk to the mother, the adoptive mother, how she talked to Cody and things like that. But even then, they could have had a voiceover to make that clear. Oh, like a you lucky dog situation? Yes. Well, I guess the dog doesn't really talk at all. It just barks. (laughs) And in this case, it would have gone blub, 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 You wish you said that is what you're saying? Okay. Yeah, I just wanted Mermom to have some 
lines. Okay. What was your favorite scene in the movie? I don't have one. There wasn't a scene that really stood out to me. I also didn't really have a favorite, favorite scene, but I did like the Sandlot CPR reenactment because <laughs> it made me laugh a lot. That's fair. That's a good reason. And I think we have one more. Who would you most want to hang out with? Oh, all right. I forgot about this one. Um, Do you want me to go first while you think? Well, I'm going to say Cody's mom. <laughs> I want some of that Cody's meat cake. adoptive mom. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, C- Cody's human mom. Okay, that's fair. I, I want to go through her closet and eat her beet cake. <laughs> that sounds very... <laughs> <laughs> this is actually how I live my life. <laughs> Did you go through her closet? Yeah. Oh, to her clothing. Oh, I thought that was one phrase. He wanted to go through her closet. Comma, and eat her beet cake. <laughs> okay, no. First, I want the beet cake, and I will carry it to the closet and eat it while going through her clothes. That's such is a that good better? euphemism. <laughs> eat her beet cake is the is the greatest euphemism I've ever heard. Oh man, I don't want to say who I want to hang out with now. You want to hang out with me, hang out with Cody's mom. Of course. Oh, my God. Yeah, so I had uh, I had the swim coach because I feel like he would motivate me to do things. And that's about it. Oh, my God. <laughs> so do you have anything else besides beet cake that you want to talk about in this movie? Is there anything else to talk about? <laughs> I, I genuinely think we went through everything, so I don't think so. In that case, uh, what what's the next movie we're watching? So I know I think I've mentioned this the last three episodes, <laughs> but the next movie is actually of a, a fan favorite, a movie very dear to my heart, Smart House. Smart House, Smart House. Oh, we should do this from now on. Okay, so what do you think happens in Smart House? Um, I'm gonna guess that it's like a Jetsons kind of thing with uh, like a family with a whole bunch of futuristic technology and then the house goes haywire and the kids have to save the day and get out of the house okay and and the family what do you think the family makeup is that lives in the house in terms of gender Uh, and ages and stuff like that parents are going to be generic parent age because that's what they are naturally and i think there's going to be twins okay fraternal twins boy and a girl okay probably of middle school or early high school age it's very bold of you to guess twins so i guess we'll see yeah on the next episode okay can't wait to be right (laughs) (laughs) and we will leave it off there i hope you all enjoyed this episode and i hope you enjoyed joanna's beet cake and we will catch you next week you're killing me smalls nice one